Hello there and welcome to today's episode of Impart Podcast. My name is Pastor George and as always, I am delighted to break the bread of God's word with you today. Friends, I am going to begin a two-part series today entitled Destiny Call or A Call to Destiny. Destiny Call. Uh, it's a two-part series, so today we'll share a few things and next week we will continue from where we will leave off today. I'm going to use for a canvas the story found in the book of Mark chapter 10 and from verse 46 to 52. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46 to 52. It's a very, very popular story in the Bible and that will be the canvas upon which I will attempt to paint some picture today. Now, if you're ready, let's go into the Word of God. Mark chapter 10. I'll begin reading from verse 4 to 6. And the Bible reads, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Oh, and saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called, they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he cast him away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my son. Mm. The last verse, verse 52, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, for thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the well. Isn't that good? Isn't that interesting? That a certain man sat by the wayside begging. And when he had a premonition, when he heard that it was Jesus that was passing by, following the noise, the, 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 yeah, the noise he was hearing around him, he began to cry out. Isn't it interesting? To know that God does not allow everything to break down at once. That though you might not be functioning in one area, or though one part of you may not be winning and may not be functioning, but there is another part of you that God has given you that you can use to attain, to achieve, to succeed in other areas. You might not uh, be able to see in the case of blind Bartimaeus, but his mouth was able to talk <laughs> but though he could not see but yet he could talk and so he used his voice he used his mouth he used his ability to speak to be able to get the attention of the one that will help him out of the problems it's a very powerful story if you ask me now let's go and try to dissect the story a little bit that Jesus had come into town and Jesus was leaving town again. Now, it occurs to me that 
this man, if he had not exercised, like I said, his ability to speak, if he had not shown interest and, in fact, an intense interest in being able to be healed or in getting the attention of the one who will heal him, it occurs to me that Jesus would have walked right past him and left him in the same condition. Because the Bible says that Jesus was leaving town already. And you wonder and say, Jesus, did you not see that this man was blind? Did you not perceive her? Did, he, did the Messiah, did he not hear that there was a man who was trying to go, who needed to get healed and who was calling for your attention? But the Bible says that Bartimaeus began to cry out. There's a few things uh, that, 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 that I want to look at there. And it's interesting that a blind man could get the attention of Jesus. He called on to Jesus. They tried to sush him, but he cried out loud the more until he got the attention of Jesus. Let me ask you, when was the last time you got the attention of Jesus? When was the last time you cried out to God, you called out to God, you engaged your father so much so that he had to stand still to respond to you? Well, Bartimaeus, which simply means the son of Timaeus, did that in the story we just read. Now, in order for us to walk in the destiny that God has given us, in order for us to pursue this destiny and attain the destiny that God has set for us, this story uh, has some lessons to teach us. The first thing that I see in the story, the now first thing, eight things that I want to look at from this story is number one, you have got to be able to pay attention to his word. Pay attention. The Bible says that when blind Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus that was in town, it was Jesus that was passing by, it means that even though he was blind, he was paying attention to the happenings around him. He may have been blind, but he was not oblivious of what was happening around him. In fact, it will occur to me that he had a rapt attention on the goings on around him. Hence the Bible said to us in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 even to 22, he said, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Number one, if you are going to be a man or woman that will go after all that God has for you, you have got to pay attention to his word. Number two, you have got to learn to cry out to Jesus. Learn to cry out to Jesus. Learn to cry out. The Bible declares in the story that blind Bartimaeus began to call out to Jesus. And even though they tried to quell him and stop him from crying out, the Bible says he shouted even louder. And But the thing that is interesting is that, like I said, even though he could not see, but because he was paying attention, he could hurt. He heard that it was Jesus, and what did he do? He began to cry out. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter 33 and in verse 3, he said, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you 
great and mighty things which you do not know. This is what I call the short code of heaven. In fact, we did a series on this um, a long time ago, very early ago. You can go back to the past episode and you will see the episode and listen to the episode entitled The Short Code of Heaven. Learn to cry out to God if you're going to be a man or woman who desires to fulfill the destiny, the purpose that God has for you. You have not only got to pay attention to his word, you've got to learn to cry out to Jesus. Number three, number three, not only did he uh, cry out to Jesus, but you have got to be willing to withstand all positions. Uh, there's going to be oppositions on your way. Listen, let me just say this to you. People will not just automatically begin to clap for you the moment you decide to go after all that God has for you. The moment you decide to do something great for yourself, there's going to be some people who will not clap for you. There's going to be some people who will not cheer you up. There's going to be some people who will not celebrate with you. And my friend, if you're going to base your success on the applause of men, you might just bid your destiny goodbye. Or if you are desiring to get everyone's applause, everyone's uh, 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 celebrating you, if that's what you're desiring to see, let me let you know that it's not going to happen. Because some people, just the mere fact that you decided to step out and do something great for God, or that you decided to step out and pursue the destiny that God has for you, that will be the thing that turns them away from you. That will be the thing that makes them, instead of celebrating you, they might begin to find a way to tear you down. And so, expecting, waiting until you get everyone clapping for you before you can do that which God has called you to do may never be the case. It may never happen. And you may have to wait for life. There's going to be opposition. That's my point. But you have got to be able to weather the opposition and keep on moving. The Bible declares that in this story, there even was people who were close to Jesus. His disciples says, you stay where you are. You don't have to shout. You don't have to talk. Why are you disturbing our movement? Why are you calling out for help? They could see that he needed help. I mean, he was blind. They weren't blind. He's the one who is blind. And so they could see. But they were blind to his condition, even though their eyes were open. <laughs> they were blind to his condition. Their emotions were blind towards him. So much so that they began to shush him and told him to be quiet. And stop this stuff. But what did he do? He was able to withstand that by what? By even shouting louder, by going after, that refusing to give up, refusing to stop, refusing to accept the fate and just sit there and accept his condition as fate. He decided to cry out. You have got to be able to withstand opposition. I say, number one, pay attention to God. Number two, learn to cry to Jesus. Number three, withstand opposition. Number four, you've got to be able to cast away every barrier. Cast it away and let it go. 
cast it away and let it go. If you're going to be a man or woman who is going to go after all that God has for you or who is going to pursue the destiny that God has placed and proposed for you, there's going to be certain things that you have got to let go of. Not everything will go with you. Not everyone will go with you as a matter of fact. There are certain things you have got to cast away. Certain attitudes, certain lifestyle, certain mindsets, certain ways of thinking or behavior, certain uh, emotional issues, pains and hearts. You've got to let it go. You've got to let it go. Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 1 says, and said, therefore, we also since, he says, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnails us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Uh, he said, let us lay aside let us cast away every weight that so easily, some translations say, besets us, uh, or that say, ensnails us. In other words, this weight will hold you back. Nobody runs a race uh, and attaining or intending to win, but pulling with him or her a uh, heavy luggage. You don't run with luggage and expect to win in a competitive race. You don't drag along two big suitcases on the track and field event and running trying to win a race. No, that's going to weigh you down. When this came to this man, Bartimaeus was able to throw away the thing that was his identity. He was a beggar. He had uh, uh, the thing that he wore. He had his garments that he wore that was a means of begging, something that would make everyone that sees him recognize that he was a blind man. He had a barge. Yes, uh, he, he, he had a stick. He had the things that uh, uh, enabled his begging, the things that uh, helped him beg. Uh, his staff, his garment, and back in the days, uh, the, wall, the lepers wore a certain garment that distinguished them from the other people who were deemed clean because they were deemed unclean. Or even the ones who were, uh, what we call, handicapped in some way. So he was a beggar. He had the thing that enabled him to walk and enabled him to see. But when Jesus came to the sinner, and when he cried out to God, and he was determined to go after his destiny, to pursue his destiny, he was willing to let go. He said, I'm not going to need this anymore. I'm not going to need this anymore. I'm going after Jesus. I'm going after the master. He was not even afraid of what was going to happen to him. Should he not get his healing or the healing he so desired? What is the thing that is holding you down today? Or what are the things uh, that are holding you down today from pursuing the destiny that God has placed in front of you? Some of you might be hurts or pains uh, or unforgiveness or things you're harboring. Some of us, it might be attitude uh, that does not support our growth. Uh, it might be ways of life that pulls us down, that constantly keeps us down. It's time to let it go. Cast it away. He didn't, he didn't just drop it. He, he cast it, the Bible said. He drew it with a force. Some things won't just go off. Don't romance certain things. Uh, you've got to throw them away and go after 
the one who says come. Because when he got the attention of Jesus, uh, the Bible said Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. <laughs> That's a different message that the people who were telling him to be quiet were now the one who had to relay the message of Jesus to him. They said, come, 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 he's calling you. And the moment he heard that Jesus was calling him, he said, nothing was going to hinder me. Nothing was going to stop me. He drew it away and ran to Jesus. Cast it away. Whatever it is that will serve as weight, as a hindrance, and reduce or stop you from going after that which God has for you. Going after the destiny, the divine destination that has been earmarked for you. Today is the time to let it go, let it go, let it go. Let the pain go, let the heart go. Sometimes you've got to let some friends go. Friends that keep you in the circle of mediocrity, that keep you in the circle of loneliness, that keep you in the circle of abasement, that keep you in this unending circle of pity party. It's time to let it go. Cast it away. Right. Number five. Number five, not only do you have to cast it away, but then you have got to run to Jesus. Reading from the same scripture, he says, uh, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. When he threw away his garment, his staff, those things that aided his begging, what did he do? He ran. A blind man, can you picture a blind man running? If you must attain your destiny, you've got to run towards it. Run towards it. Run towards it. Run to not run away from it. He could not see his way clear. So all the conditions will not be right and may never be right. But he still ran. He didn't wait till he received his sight. He ran in the direction of the voice he heard. He could hear, though he could not see, but he could hear. And so he, he paid attention. That's why it's important to pay attention to the word of God. What is God saying? Where is he leading you? Where is he calling you to? And he's, when Jesus stood and called to him, he, because he was paying attention, he understood the sound and the direction from which the sound was coming from and he ran towards that direction. He didn't need his aid. That's why it's important that we tune our ear to the sayings of God. We pay attention to the dictate, to the word of God. If you know anything about blind people that are not able to see, their hearing ability is heightened. They operate by hearing by sensing movement and sensing direction, though they will not be able to see, but God is so powerful that even though their sight is gone, but the ability to hear is heightened. And they go based on their old knowledge, or maybe not even the number, but the sound they hear. And when he heard the direction, he ran to Jesus. Run to Jesus. That's why. For those who were not saved and those who have not made Jesus their Lord and Savior, if you are going to get to the destiny that God has for you, you've got to run to Jesus, the altar and the finish of our faith, the Bible says. You've got to run towards your destiny. You've got to go after it. 
If you are saved already, then go after what God has for you. Go after that destiny. Run to it. Unseat and wait. If there's a call, there's a confirmation, there's a direction given, then go for it. Drop the fear. Drop the insecurity. Cast it away and run towards it. Not away from it. Because if you run away from it, you're not going to get to it. But your chance of getting to it is when you run towards it. In other words, move in the direction of your destiny. Okay, number five. And number six, number six, be specific with your request. Now, the Bible says that when he came to Jesus, Jesus said to him, what would you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And this is one of the things that even box my mind sometimes about this man called Jesus. I mean, you could see that this guy is blind. Yet Jesus said to him, what will I, what do you want me to do for you? Now that you've come, now that you've got to my attention, now that you've thrown away and cast away your begging aid as suggesting or showing me that you're not interested in going back to that, now that you run towards me, and now that you've caught up with me, okay, what do you want from me? And you will think that uh, Jesus was just healing because he could see that the man was blind. But instead of this guy getting offended and wondering, I mean, if that was me, I'd probably say, what's wrong? Can you see that I'm blind? But no, God wants us to be specific because you might think that the greatest need of a blind man is to receive his sight, but that might not be the case. He might want something else. I mean, we're told a story in the Bible of the man who sat by the gate called Beautiful and was begging for alms in the Bible. And the Bible says that John and Peter came to the scene at the hour of prayer and they, they came across this man who, who called your attention. When he got your attention, the Bible says he looked up to them expecting to receive alms. You will think that he will be asking for miracle, asking for healing. He's sitting in front of a temple, in front of a church. At the hour of prayer, you will think that so if they were to rely and just generalize and conclude that this man is lame, he's not able to walk, and therefore he needs a miracle to be able to use his legs again, they would be wrong. Because the man's expectation was to receive alms. He wanted money, not healing. <laughs> and so here Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? I can see you are blind, but what do you want? And he had to say to him, Thou son of the day, I might receive my son. What does the writer of Hebrews tell us? Sorry, uh, Philippians in chapter 4, verse 6 says, uh, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Let your requests be made known to God. God knows all things. He knows your need of all things and good things about things. However, in Matthew 7 verse 7, he says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened unto you. For to everyone that asks, receive it. You ask. Be specific. He said, he didn't go about uh, beating about the bush or trying to tell a thousand things. He said, that I might receive my son. This is what I want, that I might receive my son. Now, that's five. Numbers, no, so that's six. Number seven. Number seven, uh, 
when Jesus said to him, Go thy way, your faith has made thee whole. The Bible says immediately he received his sight. So my seventh point is that when you have made specific demand of Jesus, the seventh point is receive it in your sight. Receive it into you by faith or receive it into your spirit by faith. You have got to receive it. You've got to receive it into your spirit by faith. Mark 11, verse 23 and 24 says to us, For assuredly I say to you, whoever said to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that the things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. You have first have you first have to receive it into your spirit before you can have them. You receive before you can have. He said, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You don't get to have them until you have received it. Mm. Until you have received them. You receive spiritually and then evidentially in by experience or in experience, you have it. You receive it spiritually in your spirit by faith. And then you begin to see its manifestation physically. That's when you have it in your hand. But you have first to receive it. Some of us want to have it first in our hand before we receive it. Because we say seeing is believing. That's what we say. But the Bible says you have got to receive it first by faith. Even though I don't see it tangibly manifested in my eyes in my hand but I receive it in my spirit so number seven receive it into your spirit by faith the Bible said immediately he received his sight he didn't say Jesus you haven't laid hands on me you haven't prayed for me you haven't done this and that Jesus only said go thy way your faith has made thee whole and immediately he believed it he received it and finally the final point, number eight, I believe. Number eight will then be get in the game. Get in the game. The Bible says immediately he received his sight. What did he do? He followed Jesus in the way. You will think that having received his sight, he's going to say, Jesus, thank you so much. Bye. I'm, on my, I'm off. No, he followed Jesus. My final point is get in the game. Get in the game, get in the game, get in the game, get in the game. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 says, uh, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Philippians chapter 3 in verse 12 to 14 is Paul, Apostle Paul saying, He said, Not that I have already attained or am I already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. He says, brethren, in verse 13, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me 
and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Get it? The game joins the army of God, joins the forces of God. If God has done it for you, you now begin to offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Offer yourself as a vessel that he can use. He can use to also do it for others. He can use to also continue to expand his work. In other words, when God blesses you, you become a blessing. You become an extension of him. You join force with him. You join hand with him. You bring your expertise, your experience, and begin to also help others walk the way that you have come. And so today, I've come to let you know that God has a great destiny ahead of you. God has a great destiny prepared for you. God has a great destiny in front of you. And in order for us to get to that destination and attain that and be all that he has called us to be. These eight things I want you to pay attention to. Let's recap real quickly. Number one, pay attention to his word. Pay attention to his word. Pay attention to his word. Number two, learn to cry out to Jesus. Learn to cry out to Jesus. Number three, withstand opposition. The Bible says, Proverbs 24 verse 10, if we're faint in the day of adversity, see our strength, it's more. Learn to withstand opposition. Number four, cast it away and let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You know what you need to let go and who you may need to let go. Number five, run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Run towards your helper. Run towards your destiny. Number six, be specific with your request. Be specific with your request. Don't beat about the bush. Be specific. Tell him what you want. And number seven, receive it into your spirit by faith. You get, you first receive before you can have. And number eight, get in the game. Get in the game. I come to challenge you today. Go after it. Don't let opposition stop you. Don't let fear, insecurity, mediocrity, what may have been said to you that keeps you bound and down and doubting yourself. Don't let it keep you down. Keep your eyes on God. Go for his word. Search for his word. Go after that which he has for you. Let God bring you into all that he has for you. There is a great destiny ahead of you. And before I let go, I let you go today. If you have not made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you right where you are, bow your heads and say, Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need you. Now I ask you to come into my life because I believe that you are the Son of God who came to die for me. I surrender my life unto you today and let my life from today be a life that will be used by you and of you to do your will and purpose. I belong to you. Come into my heart and save me. Friends, if you said that prayer, you are saved. And for all of us, go into this week and be all that God has called you to be. Let the hand of God rest upon you. I pray for you that this week will be a phenomenal week for you. A week of open doors, open doors, open doors of favor, of peace, of joy, of promotion, of abundance. Heaven will open doors for you and you will walk through doors this week. The doors that may have been shut against you before that you desire and God wants for you to go into those doors miraculously will open unto you this week in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. May the hand of the Lord remain upon you. May God keep you, prosper you, till I come your way again next week. I remain yours truly, Pastor Joe.
Stay blessed and keep on winning. God bless you.